four weeks in. It's been it's been powerful. Uh, God's been really speaking to us. Uh, you asked for it, so if you don't like today's sermon, it's your fault. I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's all in you, so you asked for it, and uh, that's what we're going to do. I'm excited about sharing today uh, the, the, the subject we're going to be talking about. It's a, it's a widely misunderstood subject, and it's a subject of a lot of questions, and uh, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit today, uh, and, and not so much when, especially in the charismatic uh, setting, and we're a Pentecostal church, and just kind of give you an update or uh, kind of give you some information. If, if you're new to the church, we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're, we're unashamed of uh, operating in the gifts of the Spirit. We're a part of the Assemblies of God. And, uh, and so, uh, but today, I, you know, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, a lot of people go to the gifts, the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and today, we're not really going to go there so much, but the question that came in was, was more of a practi- practical, how does, how does the Holy Spirit practically work in our lives and in, in more of an everyday type situation. So my, my prayer today is that, that God will speak to you and, and give you revelation today of how he really works in, in your life um, today. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to open them up to Galatians chapter 5. Paul is writing to the church in Galatia here. Chapter 5, if you're there, say amen. It's up on the, the screen. Come on, we, we use our, our electronic Bible so much, but it's just refreshing sometimes just to just get your Bible out. There's a lot of highlights and notes in here. And, uh, man, I've been trying to use my, my paper Bible more, just, I don't know, nostalgic maybe, but... Uh, Uh, Verse 16, let's pick it up here. It says, So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature uh, desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit is what, what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. Paul is outlining a conflict here, a struggle uh, between the flesh and the spirit. I think we all can relate to. Uh, the struggle is real sometimes. Amen. We all have uh, this, this thing within us that, and Paul, in, in, in another uh, letter, he, he says that I do what I don't want to do, then I don't do what I want to do, and then when I want to do what I don't want to do, there's you know, it, 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 this struggle, this conflict within us. Uh, is there. Paul's outlining this here. It says, walk by the Spirit because the Spirit is in contrary or in, in, in contrast to what the flesh wants. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, uh, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But check this out. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Come on. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Check this out, verse 25. I want you to pay special attention to here. We're going to camp on this verse a little bit. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Come on, let's pray. God, we love you. God, we thank you. We invite you in this place. God, I pray that you would speak to us today, Father God, that you would give us revelation of the practicality of your Holy Spirit and the everyday life of the believer today, Father God. I pray that you would challenge us and change us, and that no one would leave here the same today, Father God. And we give you all the honor and glory, and we invite you to do your work in our lives through this word. In your holy name we pray. We all said, Amen. 
two years ago. Uh, if you don't know me, I'm, I'm the, the youth pastor here, the student pastor. We have a great youth group uh, called Urgent Student Ministries. Uh, my passion is young people. Uh, I love young people. I was saved as a young person. Student ministry saved my life, and I believe in student ministries. Uh, and so you guys, uh, you know, I want to encourage you, if you have a young person, make sure they're here on uh, Sunday nights when we have hype nights. We just recently had a, a, a back-to-school barbecue uh, pool party, and it was amazing. Uh, 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 one of the people that go to the church uh, hosted it and, and cooked and had homemade ice cream. Come on, glory. Uh, strawberry homemade ice cream, uh, burgers, hot dogs. It was amazing. And uh and it was such a good uh, time just to be together and, and just fellowship. And, uh, you know, it was, it was real cool. So we have a couple of high nights coming up in, in September, Sunday nights. But two years ago, we were at youth camp. Uh, who's ever been to youth camp? Praise God for you. Uh, youth camp is the best week of summer. Uh, some of the older people are like, no, it's not. But I love youth camp. Uh, youth camp is amazing. It's tiring. But every year we go, there's usually about 400 teenagers on campus. And it's loud. And it's tiring. Uh, and this one time, two years ago, uh, I was standing there before service. And before service, there's usually loud music playing. Come on, Larry, go ahead and play that. It's like this. Loud music. Now there's a dance. I don't know if I have any youth in here that could help me a little bit. Like Connor. Connor. Come on. Come on. Come on. Presley. Come on. I'll do it with you. Come on. Come on. Megan. Megan. Come on. Has any oxygen or uh, so? Yeah, I'm I'm ter I'm terrible at dancing and have no rhythm, but um, I try. But so youth camps a lot like that. It's loud. There in the back is a gym, so there's a lot of echoes. Uh, there's basketballs going on, so it's 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 people talking. 400 youth kids and and it's loud. It's crazy. Some of you guys are cringing, but it's fun, and, and God impacts. But this, the point of the story is, I was standing there, and I, I'm the team leader, and I'm thinking about things, because it's a team competition, and, and we go to win. Can I just be honest with you? We don't go to, to get in last place. We want to win uh, a shirt that says, winner, winner, chicken dinner, and we, we wear those with pride, because there's a lot of sweat and blood and tears that go into winning this $2 t-shirt, $4 t-shirt. And um, just to say, we were camp chance. Literally, we, we go, we, most of the time we win or come in second place. This last year we came in second place. But uh, two years ago, I'm sitting there thinking about what was coming up, service. It's loud. People are playing basketball in the back in the gym. And, and, and me and my wife... We've been married 16 years, and uh, yeah, it's been amazing. She hasn't kicked me out yet. It's, it's, it's by the blessing of God. Uh, and so we have a debate going on right now. She wants me to go get my hearing checked because um, she thinks I'm hard of hearing. I think that it's either selective hearing or she, like, it, okay, in bed, when we're going to bed, she'll be talking to me, but facing away from me. And I'm like, bro, I can't, it's not that I'm hard of hearing. You're not facing me when you're talking to me. I can't, come on now, can I get an amen? And so, but she's like, no, Brad, you're deaf. And so, uh, and I was like, no, I'm not. And then 
Uh, it's just a debate we have. We don't, we, we don't say arguments or fights, but we just like to call it debates, right? <laughs> Heated discussions. Uh, and, um, and one time in bed, I was like, okay, we'll look up symptoms. And then I looked them up. And then um, just between us, like, I had all the symptoms. So I was like, <laughs> don't worry about looking that up. Don't WebMD that. That's, that's, but I'm standing there before service. And and uh, I'm facing this way, and, and there's lots of stuff going on. And, and we get done, we go through service. I'm thinking everything's, you know, normal. And a little bit after service, my wife comes up to me. She goes, she goes, you totally ignored that kid. And I'm like, what kid are you talking about? I don't, and to, to this day, I still don't know who she's talking about. But she's like, that little girl came up to try to tell you something, and you totally ignored her. And I was like, yo, I didn't hear her. I didn't see her. And luckily, my wife has my back. The, the girl, like, tried to get my attention a couple times to talk to me and then just walked off. And my wife's like, don't worry about it. He's old and can't hear. Like, just, <laughs> he's not ignoring you. He's not ignoring you. He's just, he's old and can't hear anymore. He's been to way too many loud concerts and has played his guitar way too, too loud in his room. But oftentimes... In our life, we can have noise. And I want to ask you, what noise is in your life? What noise is in your life? Because oftentimes when I was, when I was praying and reading and, and studying for the sermon, God reminded me of this, this story. And, and oftentimes in a Christian's life, in, in our life, we can have all, these, all the noise going on, all this commotion going on, that we miss the Holy Spirit trying to talk to us, trying to lead us, trying to see the Holy Spirit is not, he, God doesn't speak usually in a loud, booming voice. He's not going to tear the roof off this place. Uh, I said normally, sometimes God can just get your attention. He, he knocked Paul off the donkey and said, why do you, but most of the time in a Christian's life, God speaks and leads in a small, still voice. But oftentimes, especially in today's culture, we can have so much noise in our life. We can be scrolling through Facebook, checking out stories and, and, and getting irate with uh, people's opinions. Because, come on, uh, Facebook's full of opinions that don't really matter. I'm sorry. But uh, we, can, we can have that noise in our life. We can be sucked into YouTube, watching videos and and, and, and have all kinds of noise in our life. We can check SunTrust uh, app every morning and see the bank account and then see the days of the month and, and, and have noise in our life. We can have so much noise in our life that we don't hear the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Not that we're trying to ignore the Holy Spirit, but we just don't quite hear the Holy Spirit. Paul's writing to Galatia, and he's saying, be led by the Spirit. See, practical, everyday life, when I walk into my job, I don't usually greet the front desk lady with tongues and interpretations, because that would be weird. <laughs> when I'm calling a client, when I'm calling a client, and, and I'm trying to sell a job, and letting them know what's going on with their car. I don't usually speak in prophetic words. Thus saith the Lord, you need a new transmission. <laughs> Thus saith the Lord, your brakes are at 20%, brother. You know, like the Holy Spirit. And look, I'm not diminishing or making fun of, of the the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We flowed in the gifts of the Holy Spirit today, and God spoke something powerful. He said, seek me first. Come on. Th these things are powerful, and the gifts of the Spirit are, are powerful in our life. And we need to flow in those. And, and look, I'm telling you, if you haven't been baptized in the, in the Holy Spirit, I believe that God wants you. And, and, and look, we believe that there's a, a second 
act of grace in the believer's life. I know there's a lot of debate in this this morning. So we're not going to get into it, but if you have questions, please feel free to ask me or, or any of our pastoral staff. We would love to talk to you about this. And, and there will be opportunities to, to receive the baptisms of the Holy Spirit in later services because we believe in, in the power of the Holy Spirit in this church. We believe in the, the manifestations of the Holy Spirit in this church. We believe that God will work through those. And there are times in our daily life outside because uh, to, to work and flow in those, in those gifts. I believe there's, there's words of knowledge to give to people, that God will show you and, uh, and give you things to speak into people's lives and, and your everyday life. But for, for all purposes and intentions, I mean, our everyday practical life, how we live our day-to-day, -day, we don't necessarily walk into the job and, and begin to lay hands on people and, you know, and, and stuff like that. Um, so how does the Holy Spirit work in our everyday life? When we are saved, when we, uh, the Bible says that we are saved when we believe in our hearts, confess with our mouth. God will come and, and resurrect you. God will, will, will bring you from death to life. Come on now. Amen. By grace, by the cross. Not that we deserved it. But in that process, God gives us his spirit. And I want to kind of talk about that because I believe that, uh, that God will give us his spirit and he'll begin to lead us at that point of salvation. And, and there, there's, I mean, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is amazing. It says that Jesus, sent, or before Jesus ascended, he said, go and pray, wait for a gift I'm going to give you in the, in the upper room. The Holy Spirit descended on him and Peter, uh, Peter was transformed, preached to the first Pentecostal message. Thousands of people got saved, I believe. He says, that I'll give you power to be witnesses to uh, all the ends of the earth. And, and then we see a pattern in the Bible that people were filled with the Holy Spirit, spoken tongues. But I really want to get away from necessarily that. Let's not get hung up on necessarily speaking in tongues and stuff like that, because there's a lot of debate. But the Holy Spirit, God, His Spirit is accessible to everyone that has received Jesus, that believes in their heart and confesses with their mouth. He, we have access to the Holy Spirit. It says that, 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 that the whole reason why Jesus died, he, that, that final hour when he breathed his last breath, there's a veil that was in the most holy of holies. It, it was the temple, and that was where the, the Spirit of God dwelt. In the Old Testament, and and the and and before the dispensation of grace, the there was a, a temple, and and you had to the spirit of God, the the presence of the of God was not accessible to the people to all people. It was a high priest that had went through all these ceremonial cleaning, cleansings, and, and and once a year they were able to walk into the presence of God, and they would carry a bell, and they would ring the bell, and they would have a, a, a rope tied to their foot, because if they hadn't done everything right, the the sin that was in their life, the, the, the uncleanliness in their life, could not dwell in front of God, in God's presence, and they would die, and, and the people outside the, the, this holy of holies, this, this giant veil that was real thick, that, that separated the presence of God and, and his people, they would have to pull them out once they heard the bell stop. But then Jesus, it says that Jesus left heaven, he came to the, the earth, he lived a, a sinless life, this isn't in my notes, but I just feel just anointed up. He lived a, a sinless life. He went to the cross. He died in the, in the place of us. And now we can enter into the Holy of Holies. Now we can enter into the, the presence of God. This morning we came in here not because we uh, deserve to be in the presence of God. Some of you have, have blown it last night. Some of you guys walked in here with sin in your life today. And I'm telling you that God's grace is for you. You, it's by the precious blood of Jesus. We sang it this morning. Come on. That the precious blood of Jesus paid that way. Now when God looks down, he doesn't see necessarily your sin. He sees his son that took the place. Now we have access to the Holy Spirit. Now we have access to 
to Jesus, to the Spirit. And Paul is saying, live by the Spirit. What does that mean to live by the Spirit? It sounds kind of churchy. We, you know, the Spirit, you know, it's just kind of churchy. Let's kind of break this down a little bit. It says to, and this is just kind of my interpretation of it. You can just call it the, the, the BIV, Brad's International Version. The Biv says, uh, to live by the Spirit means that we develop a relationship with God. And through that relationship of God, we learn to hear His voice. And then through hearing His voice, we conduct our life accordingly. Come on. What does it mean to live by the Spirit? It's to live by the Spirit, first we need relationship. And through relationship, we begin to hear that, that, that voice. And once we're hearing that voice then we have to decide whether we're going to adjust our life accordingly. It's a, it's a, a process. As some people call it uh, uh, sanctification. Like when we receive the Spirit, when we give our life to God, we're not instantly perfect. We're not instantly, we're instantly changed and we're accepted and, and marked righteous and we have a place in heaven. But look, we're still fallible. We're still people. We still have flesh, right? The, the, the conflict and struggle that we were just talking about earlier. We still have that. But we have to hear God's voice. And this is, I believe, something that we develop through time and through relationship. And when I say voice, I don't mean, when I say voice, you're thinking about the voice you're hearing now. Like, you're thinking, Brad sounds like Napoleon Dynamite. His voice is, is weird. I know that's what you're thinking. But um, when I say voice, I don't, I don't mean audible voice of God. Although God can speak to you audibly. He has spoke to people audibly before. But most of the time in our lives, when we talk, and you've probably heard it in church, God spoke to me. God told me to, to take a left instead of a right, and if I had taken a right, I would have been in a bad car accident. Praise God. You know, not make fun, but we do hear God, and God does lead like that. But um, oftentimes we hear God's voice, and when I say voice, I don't necessarily mean an audible voice. We all have a voice. Um, one thing I was thinking about is, is it's kind of like this, and uh, Martin Luther King still has a voice in today's society. Even though he's dead and he can't speak, Yes, we have recordings of him, but he has a voice. He has a voice because of the people he impacted and the legacy he, he left. You, you can still have a voice and not, not be there. We have a, God has a voice, uh, first of all, because he has the word of God. Amen? God's, God speaks in his voice as in the word of God. Come on, the word of God has to be, is, is infallible. The word of God, it has to be the basis of everything we do. Uh, Pastor uh, Roland used to always say, uh, he lives his life by five words. What does the Bible say? And, and I remember always hearing that, and, and it spoke to me. And as a young Christian, uh, I began to read the Bible. And through Pastor Lance's leadership and, and discipleship, I began to read the Bible. And, and I'm telling you, if you're not reading the Bible as a young Christian, as a young person, or a, as just as a person, we have to begin to read the Bible. Come on. The Word of God is, is God's voice. Above everything else, the Word of God has to speak to us. God first speaks through his word. The voice of God will never go against his word. The voice of God will always go through his word. He'll confirm his word. So first of all, the voice of God is his word. We understand and, and hear and develop a, a sense of God through spending time in the relationship. That means the word. That means spending time in his presence. That means, when I mean presence, spending time in his presence, that means coming to church first Wednesday. Come on now. Last Wednesday, last Wednesday was powerful. God spoke to, to people. And as, as Sunday mornings, man, when we have worship, come on, can I, I, when we have worship, God's not going to, he's not going to push his presence on you. Can I just say that? God, like, if you don't want God in your life and you're just sitting back and you're skeptical and, and you, you don't necessarily want the presence of God, come on, God, it says in the Bible, in the Bible it says that, that he stands at the door and knocks. It doesn't say that he kicks the door open or pushes the door open 
Or he's like a solicitor when you crack the door and you look and they're like, they're just trying to like, stop, you know, I just try, I need to tell you something. And um, yeah, I had a solicitor come, this is totally random, just, just a quick story because <laughs> I feel like telling it. It's kind of sad. It just tells us, uh, tells me where our society is today. Um, I had a, a young man come, knock on the door, and I opened the door, and uh, and he was like, hey, you know, he's trying to sell me something. And I was like, hey, man, what's going on? And he goes, hey, he goes, thank you for being nice to me. He's like, you're the first person today that's been nice to me. He was just, he's a college kid just trying to make it. I'm like, no worries. I go, I'm still not going to buy anything from you. Um, <laughs> And I was like, and then I told him a story because I, 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 one time I wanted to be, I found a job in, uh, in a newspaper years and years ago when they put jobs in newspapers, people read newspapers. And um, yeah, I'm getting old. And um, I said, um, do you want to be an environmental activist? I'm young and, and I think I was 19. It was right before I got married, so I was probably 18. And um, I was like, yeah, I do want to do that. And I was like, I want to be an environmental activist. And, and so I went, and it ended up being just going door to door and um, trying to get people to give money to this nonprofit. And it was terrible. It was awful. It was 200 degrees outside. People were mad and cussed you. It was awful. So I felt I felt empathy for this kid. I was like, yo, bro. I was like, no worries. I'm still not going to buy anything from you, but I hope you're doing well. And we talked for a minute, and then he was like, how do you know you don't want to buy anything? I go, well, if it's free, I'll take it. Um, or if it's a pizza, maybe. Like, <laughs> I like pizza. And um, he's like, nah, I don't know what he was trying to sell. But we talked for a minute. But um, OK, God knocks at the door. Not like a solicitor. But God just knocks at the door. And he was waiting on us to respond. Come on. We have to, to know God's voice. We have to begin to walk in his presence. We have to begin to spend time in his presence because it's awkward first, right? Like when I first became Christian, like it was weird for me. I didn't, I didn't grow up in the church. I, I was a heathen. Like I, I didn't get saved till I was 16. And I came from a very troubled family is drugs and just terrible things. And so when I walked into the church and I decided, you know, I felt loved and accepted. I had a big mohawk and I smelled like smoke and I was cussing every other word. And it was terrible. I was a terrible person and, um, and just full of bitterness. And, man, I just can't just give God glory because I'm just I'm so glad. I'm so glad that that there is a, a guy that invited me and, and just just loved me for who I was. Didn't judge me. Just skateboarded with me. We listened to punk rock music together, and um, his didn't have cussing, but, uh, <laughs> and, and he invited me and loved me, and, um, and, you know, it took time for me to get used to, to being in the presence of God, because it's something that we're not used to, especially as young Christians, if you're not, if you haven't grown up in the church, and, and look, can I just tell you that everyone can worship in their different ways. I'm not, you know, I, I like to lift my hands, I like to be vocal, it's just me. If, if that's not your thing, man, find your thing. If it's just standing there quietly, just accepting and, and, and being in the presence of God, praise God. If it's sitting there reading your Bible and, and, and worship's going on, as long as you're focused on God and you're in the presence of God, man, find, your, find the way that you connect with God, you know, and, and but we have to be in the presence of God. I love in, in my car a lot of times because I have four girls and uh, a, a tiny house, and um, there's not a lot of room to be alone. <laughs> the only time I'm alone is when I lock the door in the bathroom and turn on the fan, <laughs> and I drown them out. <laughs> Even then, I get yeah, bro. That's you talking about closet of prayer. That's my closet of prayer. Real talk. They're like, Dad, do you have stomach issues? I'm like, Nope. It's just where I meet God. <laughs> Even then, I hear Serena knocking, Daddy, Daddy. And I'm like, go away. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I just ignore <laughs> But, uh, yeah, strategies, strategies for prayer. Go to the bathroom. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. But spending time in the presence of God, find time. In my car, a lot of times, that's where I was going. Man, I put on worship music. I begin to, to worship in the shower. I put on worship music. The kids busted me out the other day. They were, they were making fun of me because I was singing. I cannot sing at all. The, it's, oh, I mean, I can make a joyful noise. But um, they were like, are you okay? What's the 
what's going on? I'm like, I'm singing, leave me alone. <laughs> but we have to spend time in God's presence. We have to spend time in prayer. Man, even Jesus, the Son of God, spent time in prayer and alone. Man, solitude is good for us. As a Christian, we have to have spent times of solitude, being in the presence of God, being in prayer, worshiping God, hearing the voice of God. It's, it, we have to de- it's a developed thing in our life that we develop the, the ability to hear the voice of God. When you're, when you're a musician, when you're starting out to play music, you have to develop that, the ear for music. You know, I, I can, Jeremy can hit an E, and I probably still won't hear it because I'm, I'm half deaf now, but, um, but as a, it's, it's the same thing as a, as a uh, musician. You have to develop that ear to hear the, the, the right notes and, and develop that, that musical ear. As uh, we bought this little puppy, and, um, and God bless her, I love her, and she, she sleeps with me and, and cuddles with me, and I love her, and... Uh, but she's she's a she's a little wild. She's a, a Jack Russell Terrier and a Chihuahua. <laughs> God bless her. She looks like a giant. She uh, she's she has a little floppy ear. I love her. Uh, her name's Luna. And uh, and but when we we bought her, I'm like Luna, come here, and it totally ignores me, right? Because she doesn't she hasn't developed that ear to hear my voice. Like I can call her and say Luna, come here, but. Now that we've had her for a while, she's a little bit older, and she's used to me, and she's used to my voice. Come on, this is going to speak to you. Uh, I can call her, and I go, Luna, come here. And she perks up, and she runs to me because she knows when I call her, I'm going to lead her somewhere. I'm going to lead her outside. I'm going to lead her to the food. I'm going to take care of her. I'm going to rub her belly. Come on. (laughs) I'm going to treat her good. And as, as a Christian, man, we have to begin to develop that ear and hear the voice of the Father because we know when God is leading, he's going to lead us to good pastures. Come on, we know that we have a good, good Father, right? We just sang it. He's perfect in all his ways. And we know that as we hear his voice, he's going to begin to lead us into a better place. And when I say a better place, we just think like of really good things. But you got, also got to remember that, that the Spirit of God le, uh, led Jesus to the wilderness. Yeah. Come on. Sometimes God will lead us to a difficult place, but for our good. Yeah. Come on. You might be in a difficult situation right now and feel like, yo, I, I felt like I was following God, but now this is difficult. Can I tell you that? James says, consider it pure joy when we face trials of many kinds because the same spirit that led Jesus to the wilderness and led him to the cross, you know, also led him to his ministry, did, did great things. God will lead us and, 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 and keep us from, from getting harm. Everything that God puts us through or, or leads us to I mean, sometimes it's difficult, but it's always for the good. Amen? Amen. I want to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. We were talking about, uh, we were reading through the Scripture, and and oftentimes, you know, when we talk about the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we we always go to this outward manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Tongues, interpretations, uh, prophecy, uh, all these great signs of healings, these great signs and wonders but oftentimes, I believe that we overlook the, the, the fruit of the Spirit because, the, you know, just honestly, the, the outward manifestations, the gifts of the Holy Spirit outlined in, in the Word of God, they're, they're satiable. They're, 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 they're amazing, and, and it'll amaze people. The, the, the disciples, I mean, it says that their, their shadows would fall on people, and people would be healed. We want that in our lives. Jesus said to, uh, to Lazarus, arise, come up. He, he stretched out. Uh, he, he bent down and spit in the mud, or spit in the, the dirt and made mud and healed the guy's eyes. All these things are, are these great wonders, and, and it will amaze people, and, and, you know, and hopefully they'll, it'll, it'll reach people. But oftentimes we overlook the, the fruit of the Spirit. And I believe that God oftentimes wants to work in us before he works through us. Come on, we're talking about the practicality 
of the Holy Spirit. I don't think the Holy Spirit can get any more practical than the fruit of the Spirit. Come on. In our everyday life, could we not use a little more love? Come on. In, a, in the world that we live in, the solicitor's like, you're the first person that's been nice to me. Can we, can, our world can use a little bit more love. Just turn on the TV. Man, our world needs some love. The Holy Spirit, we're talking about practical ways. The Holy Spirit uh, works in our life. First, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to lead us and guide us. And we have to tune out the noise of life and begin to listen out for the Holy Spirit because he's, a, he's calling and leading you in a small, still voice. That, uh, but then, then he also wants to work in you and begin to change you from the inside out. He wants to give you this love. Uh, come on, this is, can I just be honest with you, a little transparent, because this is what I struggle with a little bit, is loving hard to love people. Man, so easy to love people are easy. It's hard to love Pastor Josh as an Auburn fan. Can I just be honest with you? I'm still praying through it. I'm, I'm God. Let your Holy Spirit just give me a love for Pastor Josh, even though he's an Auburn fan. I'm just kidding. Pastor Josh is easy to love. We have a great uh, lead pastor. I, I really do appreciate Pastor Josh and Pastor Kelly. They're doing a great job. and We really do love them and appreciate it. Yeah, let's give them some love. Sometimes as a, as a leader and a pastor, it can be a lonely place. And we just really do appreciate your leadership and we do love you. But hard to love people. Come on. There's some people I call and tell them about their car being broke. <laughs> some of them are hard to love. Can I be honest with you? Uh, but through the work of the Holy Spirit, love it will work in us. And the Bible says that they will, know you, they will know that you are my disciples by what? The love you have for one another. Sometimes people in the church are hard to love. Come on. As a pastor, I have to love everyone. Uh, but I just pray that the Holy Spirit, in, in a very practical way, will begin to, to, to help develop the fruit of love for people. Come on, joy. When things are not going well, sometimes it's hard to have joy. When, when that bank account says negative five and then you have some other pending charges and you're looking at your wife and you're like, um, what happened? You know, like, it's hard to have joy in those, those times. When I'm getting my four girls ready for, for and not being a morning person, I haven't had my coffee yet, sometimes it's hard to have joy in the morning, can I tell you? Um. Uh, Joy, but the Spirit of God, even though your circumstances can be difficult and not ideal, can give you joy. Peace, the same thing through the storm. Come on, Jesus was, was full of the Holy Spirit. He was God. He, he was fully human, but fully, fully God. And the storm was coming, and the disciples were freaking out. And where was Jesus? Asleep. Not because he was lazy, but because he had peace. The waves were hitting the side of the boat, and they're like, we're going to die. And Jesus is like. <laughs> they're like, wake up. We're going to die. Why did you do this to us? And because he had peace. Can I tell you at night, even though you're walking through a hard time, you might not know how you're going to get out of it. God can give you the peace through the Holy Spirit where you can lay your head on, the on that pillow and go to bed. You can begin to sleep in peace. God brings peace where there's no peace patience. Come on. One time before 2002, I prayed a prayer. And if I had time, if time travel, I'd probably go, no, I'm just going to go back and, and change it. But I prayed, God, teach me patience. <laughs> and then I had four girls. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hopefully they don't listen to the podcast. They're down there. So I'm good. I'm good. Uh, no, uh, but kids do teach you patience. Come on now. Um, I, I love, they're, they're literally, my girls are my life. They, they bring me so much joy and I'm so proud of them. But uh, God can give us patience. Sometimes we just need patience, right? Come on. Don't nudge your husband. Sometimes we need patience, right? The Holy Spirit, the practical ways the Holy Spirit works in our lives. He gives us, he gives us love, man. We, he gives us joy. He gives us patience. He gives us peace. How about kindness? Just being kind. 
Man, we live in a, a world that is very unkind. Unkind. Man, we need to be in the church. We want to reach, we want to reach people. We want to reach this community. We want to reach people for Jesus. For Jesus. Man, we need to start be, d- demonstrating and allow the Holy Spirit to, to develop these, these fruits in our life. Man, we need to just be kind. Say a kind word to somebody. Man, my God, if we would just say something kind, we hear all this negativity, all this noise in this world where people are putting other people down because they're so insecure in themselves. But a kind word will go so far. Man, I love, I love just someone. If you want to just bless me, you can just be like, that's right, that sermon was really good. Even if it wasn't, just just tell me. That will bless me and that would be so kind. But for real, kindness, man, we just need to be kind to each other. That's one thing. And, and look, we, we're, born, we're born in the flesh. We're born selfish. Sometimes in the morning, when you don't get enough sleep and you hadn't had that coffee, you hadn't had what, your thing, tea, whatever it is, you're still, I'm just not a morning person. Maybe you are. Savannah, our littlest one, gets up singing and dancing and like birds chirping and, a, and just loves life. I'm like, stop it now. <laughs> She's like, Daddy, can I make, can I, uh, make cereal? Uh, thank God she can make her own cereal now, because I'm just like, yeah, just please, no more questions. She's, she's a question. T- she loves questions. And I'm like, please just keep the questions, like, lunch on. Please don't ask me anything till lunch, and then after that, I'm good. Um, man, kindness, generosity. Pastor Josh was talking about generosity today. Man, not just in tithes and offerings, which, come on, we need to be generous in that. But time, generous, just helping people, generosity. God has called us to live a generous life. Faithfulness, man, we need to be a faithful people to what God's called us to. Come on, you want to do something great in your life? Be faithful. Come on, you want to lose weight in your life? Be faithful to the gym. Come on, you want to see results in your life? Be faithful. Come on, that's a fruit of the Spirit. God can begin to, to help you and, and develop this fruit of faithfulness, gentleness. Man, we just need to be gentle sometimes. We can be so harsh. Especially, come on now, I'm going to preach a little bit. I'm gonna, uh, we can be probably the harshest to people that are the closest to us. Come on. I've been so harsh with Rhiannon sometimes, I'll just be honest with you, that I had to repent. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why that is about us. We can we can say some of the harshest things to the people that are the most close to us. That's one thing I've been telling the girls to, to their sisters. I'm like, look, we are so kind sometimes to, to people that we don't even know. We're never going to even see them again. But the people that we share a room with, we can say some of the harshest things, man. We need to just be gentle sometimes. Come on. Uh, man, it's... I don't know, maybe it's hitting home with me. I need to be gentle sometimes <laughs> in my words, you know. Ooh, yeah, I know. We're just going to skip self-control because I don't even want to talk about it. Because <laughs> we're about to go to lunch and dessert. Come on. Uh, now, we, let's talk about self-control. Uh, self-control, man, the Spirit of God. One of the, the last fruits, I believe Paul uh, wrote this through the leading of the Holy Spirit last because sometimes it's the hardest, self-control. I um, got, have to confess something for you, to you guys. and I hope you have grace with me, and um, we're finishing up as Dave comes and, and plays, uh, gets ready to play, and the band comes. I'm a night eater. Can I, I, I eat... My, my kid's selling candy bars and the good candy bars for a dollar for fundraisers. And I open the refrigerator. It's probably 2 a.m. I think the dog woke me up. And I looked at the dog. She needed to go out. I said, come on. Come on, Luna. And so she followed me down to the door, sat there, put her leash on, walked outside, and let her do her little business. I'm like, come on, let's go back in. So I walk back in, and I'm like, I really need to reward myself. That was a good deed. I didn't wake anybody up. I didn't ask my wife to do it. Let's reward myself. So I walk to the refrigerator. I open the refrigerator, and there was the candy bar sitting in there. And 
I've been trying to lose weight. I've actually lost a little bit. I've been working out a lot. And Pastor Jess said, I'm looking good. Kind words go a long way. <laughs> so I look at the candy bars, and then I'm like, I probably shouldn't. I don't have a dollar. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure we're going to buy the whole box anyways. And why not, right? Self-control. I'm like, I've been working out, trying to do good. I know I shouldn't. But those candy bars, and they're cold too. Oh. So I reached down. I didn't put a dollar in. I just took a candy bar out. I opened it up, and I had a revelation from God. I have peanut butter, a fresh jar of peanut butter in the, in the cabinet. So I walked to the cabinet. It's 2 a.m. I'm about to go back to sleep. I open it. I mean, it's fresh, too. I open the jar, tear the top off, throw that away. And I'm, I'm, I'm sleepy, and I'm like, oh. So I open the candy bar. It's the kind that had the little sections. So I broke the first section off. And I didn't get a spoon or... <laughs> any utensils because I had the utensil in my hand because God will give you the tools <laughs> when he calls you to something he'll give you everything you need so I scooped out a big thing of peanut butter onto the chocolate bar section and I ate it and I repeated four five times and I was like, I need to dispose of the evidence. <laughs> so I get the trash, and I pick up something that right on top of the trash, you know, and slide it right up under there, and then, like, press it down. And then went to bed like nothing happened. But I just, I just had to confess that. <laughs> it was so good. Snacks with Sims. Um, but self-control, real talk honestly we live and we have two dimensions two things at war within us Paul and Galatians talking about those who live by the flesh and then those who live by the spirit and we see two stark contrasts we see uh, he said the the works of the flesh are obvious and these all it's all these terrible things and then we see the works of the flesh, our works of the spirit, this, this fruit, the kindness, the joy. The, and as a person, as a, a Christian, yes, we, we put to death, we, we were crucified with Christ. And I believe as you grow in your, your walk with God, and as you feed the spirit and you begin to develop the ear of God, you begin to spend more time in his presence and his word, and you begin to develop this relationship. Come on. I did I, the relationship I have with Rihanna now was not the same relationship when we first met when I was 16. Actually, first when I met we first met when I was 13, but we didn't like each other at that time. I was a dirty little 13-year-old boy. And um and not Christian at all. Come on, I, I invited Rihanna to church. I said, hey, I'm in this play at church. You should come see me. Save him before you date him. Um, real talk. And, uh, and uh, but at, when we're first saved in that relationship, my, when I first met Rihanna, that, the relationship we had is not the same relationship we have now. Now it's deeper. It's, 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 it's developed over time. It's developed because I've spent time with her. It's, it's developed because I, I know Rhiannon's voice, and I know what she likes. I know what she dislikes. I, I know her in a very personal way, and, 
And the same thing with our relationship with Christ. And as the Holy Spirit works in our lives, uh, we develop this relationship in the context of, of relationship. We hear his voice and we begin to get to know him. And then we begin to trust him as he, he, he leads us. Like that song that Elevation wrote, do it again. I know you've done it once. You can do it again. And, and you've, never, you've never failed me yet. Uh, God will, as we develop this relationship, when we begin to trust his voice and where he's leading us, we, we begin to follow him and, and we can allow the Holy Spirit in our very practical way in our lives begin to lead us. And we begin, it says in, in Galatians, uh, Paul writes, he says, keep in step with the Spirit. Come on, that puts the action on us. Come on, that's our job. We have to begin to stay in step with the Spirit. We have to begin to develop and know the Spirit. Not only know the Spirit, we have to begin to walk and, and keep in step with the Spirit as He directs and, and moves in our lives. Come on. The, the, I believe that very practical ways that God is going to work in our life is to develop these fruit of the Spirit. As we develop a relationship, He's going to speak into our lives. And He's going to move in, in our lives to where He's going to develop these things in our life to where we can operate in a very practical way. The Every day we can we can walk in love. Every day we can begin to allow God to to develop uh, joy. Every day, in a very practical way, we can have peace. When we start to not have peace about things, we we need to stop and begin to pray and ask God. God, give me peace in this situation. God can begin to develop patience and kindness and generosity and faithfulness and gentleness and self control in our life. Man, the the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is, is, is here for you. We, the, in Romans it says that we can, we can approach the throne of grace because of Jesus. We can, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how bad you've sinned. Well, through the grace of God and through His Spirit, he, begin, he can begin to lead us. And we can begin to approach the throne in the presence of God. Now with every head bowed and eye closed. Man, God's spirit has been in here today, and I believe that God is speaking to you right now. God, if, you, if you've never had a relationship with Jesus, I just feel like God is speaking to someone so clearly right now. Maybe you've had a relationship or you've known about Jesus. Shoot, we live in the, in, the, in the Bible Belt. Everyone knows about Jesus, but do you know Jesus? That's the question. Do you know Jesus? Do you have that, that relationship? Do you spend time in his word? Do you spend time in his presence? Do you still spend time in dialogue and prayer with him? Maybe... You used to, but you don't now. Or maybe you've never have or never really truly had that relationship with Jesus. Today is your day. I believe that the Bible, the Bible says that it says if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, he is just and he will save us. We will be saved. Well, I'm going to count to three. And, and whoever God is speaking to, speaking that to you, I want you just to look up at me, maybe raise a hand, whatever you feel comfortable doing. Just somehow I can I can see who I'm going to pray with. I'm not going to call you out. I see that our hands are already coming up. I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. If that's you, 